you know, the uh, famous baseball player and I guess philosopher Yogi Berra had a lot of funny yogiisms that he would say, these quips of his that were very, very clever, very creative. And uh, one of his most famous ones is, it ain't over till it's over, which a lot of his um, little sayings were that way. They'd kind of like make you think a second, like, wait a second, hold up, you know, what? And then you analyze it and you get what he means. You know, don't give up on something until it's actually over. Don't give up in advance. And of course, as a ball player, if he was at the bottom of the ninth and two outs and they were behind by seven, sounds like the game's over, but he said it's not over till it's over. But you can extrapolate that to life and philosophy and and just the way you, you move forward in existence, right? You shouldn't give up on something uh, until you know it's 100% over, right? Especially if it's something that's important to you, winning a ball game or succeeding in your dreams, whatever. But I'm here to talk about the opposite of Yogi Berra's quip. I'm here to tell you about the difficulty of knowing that it's over. Huh? Whatever it is in your life that you have to accept is over. Now, bear with me here because sometimes it's, I don't want to say easier, wrong word. Sometimes you don't have a choice and you have to accept that something is over. The most obvious one, the most direct one is somebody has died. Somebody important to you has died. They are not coming back. You are not going to talk to them again. As such, a matter of time, you may never completely remove that ache of their absence, but um, you're going to have to accept at some point, and it will happen. It's a little, but a little more challenging, I think, when... Something that's over doesn't mean that someone has passed on or transitioned. It means that some relationship has changed. Hmm? Could be with a parent, could be with a lover, could be with your own kid, it could be with any friend, coworker, whatever. Something has changed. It ain't coming back. And the context that you are missing, you know, the context of what you're missing uh, is gone, but the overall sort of shell of it is still there. That person is not dead. Um, that person could be nearby. That person could be in your household. That person could be someone who you've known for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. There's something there that's not about to go away. And you keep telling yourself, maybe, that it'll come back. And somehow it'll work. And somehow it'll, it'll fix itself. And somehow it can be done differently. And this will be, you know, sort of reversed. Well, somewhere, and I, I think, by the way, I think on this podcast, we try to explore some of the obvious but often difficult things that we don't like to see. And I think this is definitely one. Sometimes we have to accept it. We cannot get lost in the romance and the drama and the melodrama of being persistent at something till the end. We've touched on this before. Yes, we have, if you've been listening, but a little bit different today because one of the, one of the ways I've been kind of analyzing it lately with my own situations and hearing other people's situations is that the romanticizing of never giving up is both powerful and, and often necessary and noble, really, but it can actually be detrimental. You... Figuring out that threshold is what's really hard. And sometimes the threshold does not make itself really obvious. Like I said, somebody you care about passing on, dying, you know, changing frequencies, that's obvious. There's no choice there. 
you will come around and you will accept at some point, even if you don't ever stop hurting. Well, the reality is that sometimes something ends, some kind of interpersonal relationship comes to an end. The person is not dead. You could theoretically reach out to them. You could theoretically ask them, can we fix this for the fourth time, third time, a hundredth time? But you know that you shouldn't. And you know it's not coming back. And that kind of self-acceptance is very important because like we talk about a lot on this podcast and something that I consider uh, to be my current challenge in recent years, but acutely the last year or two, is accepting something that I cannot change to the point where I come to some level of peace with it. Because I can say, and I can analyze myself all day long, and I can identify a million things and go, yes, that, yes, that, yes, that, no, that, yes, that, no, that. And I can come up with a full-blown sort of psychoanalysis of everything uh, that I should be doing, maybe. And you know what? I could be just bang on right about all of them. Big fucking deal if I don't actually feel that. Big fucking deal if I don't actually do that, right? And so that is my biggest challenge, I think, uh, when it comes to my own personal growth and development is not just the acknowledgement and identification of things that I cannot control, but the true acceptance of them. Because you can tell yourself all day long anything and you can lie to yourself. That's a given. So I don't think it's an issue of maliciously lying to yourself or trying to um, manipulate a situation necessarily. I think it's wishful thinking. I think it's filling a void um, that's hurting or lacking in you somewhere. It's a lot of regret and what ifs and everything else. And that's fine. We all do that. But at some point, something is not going to, um, something is not going to be reversible. But there is good news. <laughs> if you made it this far, seven minutes in, then there's some good news. And here's what, in my opinion, the good news is. When you finally come to true acceptance of something that is over, true, real acceptance, like come to real peace with it, not just declaring it, not putting it into a podcast episode or posting it on social media or texting your friend, real, true peace. Let it go. Let go of that thing you cannot control. Your fault or not. Partially your fault or not. Let it go truly find a way to come to terms with it. And the good news is that when that happens, when you come to a certain sense of peace, you've removed a burden that you don't have to carry anymore. And the more burdens you remove yourself, the more emotional baggage that you get rid of, that you put to the side and come to terms with, the more clarity you have in just existence. And with that clarity and with that removal of that burden, there's no telling what the future brings. First of all, if you cannot ever, you know, come to terms with it, like you still carry an ache, okay, but you're at peace with it, you know, I kind of misspoke that a little bit, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's tough. It's not like, it's again, it's just like if somebody dies, you're not going to suddenly just completely forget about them, not miss them ever. You just have to accept it. But when something's gone, when somebody's gone, when that, when that incident, that thing, that, that element, that dynamic, something is gone. It's over and you have to accept it, okay? When there's still a fleeting chance in your mind that you can, no, you let that go. 
there's all kinds of poetic stuff about, you know, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back, it's meant to be poetic, but true. Ah, those stupid poetic aphorisms are so true all the time. They annoy us. <laughs> if you come to real peace with something, don't manipulate yourself. Tell yourself that you're at peace with something. Tell yourself that you've accepted something, but you haven't. That's not going to work. That's not putting the appropriate energy out that you need. Truly come to peace with it. Here's why. If nothing changes, you do not get that thing back. You do not get that person back. You do not get that relationship back. The situation does not come back in any way. You're fine. You move forward. And you have now removed a burden, removed an emotional challenge that allows you, hopefully, to have room for something new. Could be someone new. But you've removed that burden. You've removed that barrier of entry into your future. At least one element of it. Secondly, and I'm getting to it, I promise, this is the good news. If you feel something deep down in your gut, if you really feel that that, that, that thing you've lost, the thing that's over that you have to accept, if you feel like they're like, no, this, this is right. When you let it go and you come to terms with the fact that it's over and it ain't coming back, if it's going to come back, you'll have the right energy for it. Your appropriate energy that you're putting out by removing this burden could actually aid in opening the possibility of this thing, this person, this relationship, this connection coming back and rebuilding. More often than not, that's what we need to do. We need to let go and accept truly. And that's going to take some sort of spiritual exploration and some some sort of inner work, some shadow work maybe, to figure out what is going on. How can I come to terms with this? How can I remember and find my value despite what happened, despite my regrets, despite my mistakes, despite things that were done to me that I did not like, that hurt me, whatever. How do we find true peace and resolution with that? Because if for some reason what you're what you wish wasn't gone, if it came back, you have to be ready. And that readiness requires sort of a clean slate. If you're carrying the pain of that severance, you're carrying the hurt from that severance, you will not be ready for it if it comes back. If it comes back, something on the other side, something in the other party or parties feels similar to you. Most likely it's because they have let it go. They came to terms. You remove some emotional baggage, truly explore yourself, understand it's gone, it's over. By doing that, you give yourself a, from 0% chance of it coming back, which is you must accept. You go from 0% to something more than zero. There's no guarantees in anything. But if you keep pushing something, if you keep desperately trying for something, that's not going to come back. That's not going to reconnect. It's literally like wishing someone was alive again. I understand that feeling of wishing someone was alive. It can be difficult and you will go through that with loved ones that you've lost. I understand that. Okay. Hell, I got, I go through that about Tom Petty. Anyway, um, I get that's tough, but when someone or some connection is not dead, you always feel like there's a possibility. And I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the idea of persistence and hope and faith in something that you think if I truly believe in this and I focus on it, I can make this happen or I can grow and I can evolve and I can change. I don't disagree with that, but sometimes the best solution is true 
and final acceptance, which is related to topics we've talked about before. When you do this, when you come to peace, when you come to, to a, a sort of a, an expunging of this negative energy, of this negative self-talk and this like desperation, then you go, like I said, from 0% to more than 0%. I don't know what those numbers are. As long as you truly come to terms with it, you'll accept any result from here on out, right? But think about that. You can't destroy something more than it already is, your fault or not. You can't destroy it more than it already is. So stop. Stop. Quit guaranteeing the zero and at least give life a chance at something, even if it's 0.5. <laughs>